the road to recovery. You might be cruising down it. A friend or family member lost on it. Or the road is, well, still under construction. Relevant Recovery Radio is about getting to that destination of normal health, mind, or strength. Now, Relevant Recovery Radio, here to give you the keys, Heather and Donnie Mosier. Hello. Welcome to this week's episode of Relevant Recovery Radio. We're your hosts, Heather and Donnie Mosier. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the show. Yeah. I'm glad you're listening. Glad you're here. Glad you're spending an hour on a Sunday with us. Or anytime, really. you could have better things to do. Most than likely. to listen to my bearded philosopher pontificate about stuff. Wow, that was like a double positive bearded <laughs> and philosopher. Got that from my friend Jeff. That's how he describes you. Did yeah, you know that? I, I You're think my bearded philosopher. You mentioned it. All right, so welcome to the show. The show is sponsored by uh, the Matthews Hope Foundation. We have a two-week detox followed with two years of free aftercare and recovery coaching. Our detox portion is located inside St. Joseph's Hospital in de- beautiful downtown Houston. Uh, the detox portion is medically supervised with IASIS, and it's 10 to 14 What does days. that mean, medically supervised? That means they get drugs that ease their discomfort while they're detoxing. So, I mean, we've talked about it before. I didn't know that you could actually die from alcohol detox, and you can die from benzo. So yeah. with either one of those, what, they give you something just to ease your body Yeah, depending into... on how your body responds. And even okay. with, like, you know, opioids and stuff, uh, they get certain medications for the detox for that. Um, if they're in there for cocaine, can they get some more cocaine? Well, no, you can't get more cocaine, and you also can't get in for cocaine only. That's meth? not, no, not meth. Heroin. Heroin, yes. So in order- And in fact, you can get more heroin. <laughs> well, depends on where you go. But point being is not at our place. Uh, you will get a safe medical detox. But when it comes to um, medical detoxes, general, all mm-hmm. of them, um, the only three substances are, uh, that are covered by insurance is opiates, alcohol, and benzos. So let um, that be a lesson, kids. So, if you have insurance and you'd uh, like to go to detox or rehab, <laughs> well, I'm just saying you, you and I should be detoxing off of one, one of those, of those three, three. I'm just saying the insurance wait, companies wait. will deny you if it's the other stuff and not the Even other three. Even if it's not your jam, folks. Even and, if your if your jam is cocaine, show up drunk. <laughs> no, That's what we're saying. I'm just saying you and I have done a lot of twelve step calls with people and helped them get into treatment oh, over the drunk. years. And that's that's the trick is to make yeah. sure they drink on the way so they get accepted. But because you can't get accepted for meth or or cocaine, not right? for medical detox, but for residential treatment, absolutely, or for self pay uh, facilities, places that don't take insurance. Sure, but at okay. Matthew's home, yeah. um, we're a safe medical detox that takes all forms of insurances. Doesn't matter what kind you have, we accept all insurances, um, and it has to be at least one of those three, in addition to other substances that you may abuse. It has to be alcohol. Mm-hmm. Benzos are. Or um, benzos opiates. or opiates, kids. Yeah, but um, you can abuse other substances too, and we'll help you with that too. I'm just saying that's the insurance catch. Is okay. It has to be one of those three All because right. those are the three that you can technically die from. I feel like that's valuable insider information. And so you come to our detox. Um, you get your own room, your ro- own ensuite bathroom and shower, yeah. uh, your own bedroom. And uh, what time do they bring you breakfast in bed? They don't bring you breakfast in bed, but they do bring you. Three meals a day, and you go to the community room. What if I have really good insurance? It doesn't matter. No. You got to get up and participate in the program. 
It's not three three hots and a con. I was thinking about just faking a detox to go really take a little vacation, but I guess that wouldn't work, would it? Um, I mean, that wouldn't totally work, no, because... Because I'm going to want room service. And if you guys don't <laughs> offer that, then I'm not going. <laughs> you would be the bougiest, worst patient ever in I really rehab. Would. You've never went to rehab technically, so... Well. I did. Oh, but that was like when you were 15 for weed. I was a kid. Anyway, so that's not the topic today. I was just trying to plug our sponsor, which <laughs> you know is what? Matthew's Help. I'm going to stop. keep talking. Yeah, I'm going to let you do this. You, you just, just plug away. You keep talking. Oh, my Lanta. So we have the two-week detox followed with two years of free recovery coach aftercare. What this is is individualized uh, recovery support in place for up to 24 months after you leave our place. Um, and we never bill you or charge you for any of that. But it's t- um, there's an app, an e-recovery relapse prevention app that our alumni get on we do in-person and virtual functions together there's a whole community of online support Mm -hmm. Uh, there's just so much like this month we're going bowling together with the alumni i mean bingo we did bowling we're gonna go play bingo together this month and you guys have a pretty good ratio of folks that get engaged and stay engaged of staying sober of the folks that stay engaged in our care model the detox and iasis and recovery support Mm -hmm. around 85 percent of those people are maintaining continuous sobriety that's a crazy number. Uh-huh. That sure is. So wow. we're doing something that works. So if you or a loved one would like any information about our detox and recovery program, you can visit our website at www.mhdrp.org, herbiter.org, or give us a call at 844-263-4673. That's 844-AND-HOPE for Matthew's Hope. As usual, you're listening to us today. Sunday, 1 p.m. on KPRC 950 in the H. Uh, if you're not in the H, our, t- our time zone... What is wrong with you today? I was looking for you're a reaction from you. talking too much or not enough. <laughs> I was looking for a reaction. Uh, so we're 1 p.m. Central in, uh, in H-Town. And if you're not here, you can listen to us on the iHeartRadio app. Um... KPRC has a, a channel on there. You can listen I think to us I have to live. Fire you on yeah, air. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, and then they upload our shows to uh, relevant, relevant recovery radio on the iHeart. Yeah. So, what are we going to talk about today? Because here's the the way today's gone. Um, we got back in town a week ago. Uh, I've recently got a promotion, which means I'm working the old job and the new job. My life is crazy. Heather's life is crazy. Yeah, and we decided this show topic. It's been in her head. Yeah, but we discussed it Five in the car. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see how this plays out, folks. Let's see how off the cuff we can go. Yeah. So um, I know we're almost done with this segment, but uh, this topic of today is going to be around Thanksgiving and gratitude. These are topics that are very prevalent in the recovery community. It could be a very trendy topic in general um and and i think that there's a lot of confusion surrounding what thanksgiving really looks like what gratitude really looks like and so i would like for us to dive into many of the different facets around living in gratitude um and what that doesn't look like and what it does look like and and lessons we've learned about it and and when we were in the car heather's like gratitude is action and i'm like well i've heard that before and i don't get it it sounds kind of stupid we may disagree today i want to i want to i want to hear your explanation i'm gonna do i'm gonna explain you i'm gonna do my best to listen and as candace would point out not interrupt you we'll see if you can do that so uh don't go anywhere we're gonna no please don't go anywhere (laughs) we are gonna be right Oh, wait, did I interrupt you? We'll be right back.
welcome back. You're listening to Relevant Recovery Radio with hosts Heather and Donnie Mosier. If you guys could see the way she sort of dances in her chair when she speaks and when she does, it's pretty great. I just get really excited sometimes because I like the things that we talk about sometimes. Other than when you talk, I don't like that part, but I like the part where I talk. One day I'm going to bring stuff to the radio (laughs) like the closet the other day when I literally got frightened. (laughs) Listen, um, we're talking about Thanksgiving and gratitude today. Um, here's, Here's the thing. It's... A topic, whether you live your life in recovery from drugs or alcohol or recovery from self-obsession or recovery from food addiction or recovery from porn addiction or whatever. Like these topics are something. Social media addiction. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that one. Okay. I have no recovery around that one yet. (laughs) (laughs) You're deep in it. Um, Now, here's the thing. It's very apropos because Thanksgiving is coming up. Hold on a minute. Did I use that phrase right? Did you just use a big word correctly? <laughs> Apropos is correct. Yes, okay. the way you used it. I'm proud of you. Or thank you. I feel like some Oklahoma's coming out of you. You're becoming more Texan every day. <laughs> so you just jest with me, is that? Oh, okay, stop. <laughs> now I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> so it's it's apropos because Thanksgiving is coming up. Yeah. And, and here's the deal. We know that we're supposed to be thankful for a lot of things, but we don't always feel thankful for a lot of things. And so one thing, we sponsor a lot of people in Mm -hmm. the 12-step world, and I don't know about our listeners, but I never write more inventory or have to hear more inventory than around the holiday season. Oh, yeah, because, well, uh, (laughs) no matter how sober I am, family is difficult. Family is difficult. That's right. And so I think a lot of times... We need to talk about what true Thanksgiving and true gratitude really looks like, especially coming up on the holiday season. Because here's, in a general way, that I know I love my family. I'm grateful for my family, yeah. right? I have, I have thanks for the family that I have. But at the same time, if we go hang out with them for several hours or a couple days, like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> right. And I start to lose and not feel the gratitude that my mom and dad are both still alive, still married, still here on this planet. You know? And have been absolutely backbreaking, Saints. wonderful for you. Saints yeah. towards me and my craziness. We're all just also different. And family is so difficult. And you know, you and I have listened to a couple of doctors and a couple of people talk about the amount of stuff we carry from our childhood into our adulthood, and we don't even know it. The baggage. Yeah. Yeah. So when you talk about Thanksgiving gratitude, if we hit on just gratitude, you know, I, I've been, I was teaching that. I've been teaching a class with our pastor at church. Mm-hmm. Soul keeping. Soul keeping, which is really about getting quiet, recognizing what's going on inside of you, where you're really at. Not like what they call the Christianese or like everything's great, but like really where you're at. Yeah. Um, and being able to get still and listen for, for God, right? Because here's, I agree but, with you. But hold on. So huh. one of the things that we went through was um, we had everybody in the room get up. And for two minutes, go introduce yourself to as many people as you can and tell them what you're grateful for. And what did you find uh, with that assignment? People were lost. People didn't know anything they, they were no grateful idea. for? Now, now, if you and I do this, so, so you and I have covered this. We've talked about it. We've had discussions, our, our, our family. It's and, you common. Know. People have a hard time seeing it. When you get down to it, folks, here's what we're talking about with gratitude. I'm, I'm grateful that I'm alive today. 
I'm grateful that I'm grateful we have a mattress we love. That's been a I have a epic house, saga. a job. It has AC. I mean, do you understand like the smallest of things I am legitimately grateful but for? But it's so easy not to see the world through that lens. So let me just kind of flip yeah. that pancake. They were for looking a for the big stuff. Right. And and so when I remember when we moved into our first little hat rent house together. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the first time I, I owned a home for 10 years before drugs, but it had been a long time since I'd lived in a home that was mine. Yeah. Sober living and rehabs and jails and all that. And so when we first started living together and you worked full time and I was going to take care of the home, I was so overwhelmed. I was not filled with gratitude and it, and it took a lot of spiritual work of my sponsor's help and stuff like that. And some inventory. <laughs> I, I did. I had to Google how to clean a home like top to bottom. Cause I didn't know like and what she means by that is what schedule. Like, what do I clean today? What do I clean? Tomorrow? I didn't know if how you're supposed I... to deep clean the bathrooms like every day. I don't, I'd appreciate I, that. I didn't know what I didn't know how to clean baseboards at all. I didn't know that you do a room top to bottom so that the dust falls and you do yeah. the floors last. These are simple things that I never was taught. You know, and, so Heather's mom has uh, paranoid schizophrenia, and and so she was a little bit debilitated when Heather was growing up, right, and so right. Heather never really got that. You never got that I, teaching. I was never made to even make my bed or clean my room, not once in my whole life as a kid. That's and, weird because you are militant about both today. I am now, and I think sober living really benefited uh, yeah. me in that way because you had to in sober living, and it was ingrained in me. But then when I had the freedom of our own home— um, it seemed overwhelming. And so that's what I want our listeners, the people listening to me right now, there's certain things in your life, whether it's taking care of your home or taking care of your kids or earning enough money or it feels overwhelming. But what I want to challenge you to do is to not focus on how you feel, okay? Because the feelings... The feelings are false. Feelings are false. They don't matter. False. They're stupid. Well, not stupid, but we should have more empathy around that. But what I'm saying is that you're, the way that you feel is temporary, and it like your heart is deceitful, and it will lie to you. So your feelings are not the same thing as reality. Okay. And so after some spiritual work and some Googling and some guidance from people who did know how to clean homes and stuff like that, um, I realized that, oh, my gosh, I have dishes to wash because I have food. <laughs> Right. Uh, you know that. So wasn't... are you are you grateful today? I am. What? So what is the difference? Is there a roadmap to that? Is it? I here's what what worked for me in that specific scenario. When I did things, I had to do them for God or for spiritual benefit. Mm. And so in... not what, whether or not you wanted to do. No, it. No, no, no. It had nothing to do with how I felt about it. Yeah. It had nothing to do with me wanting to do it or or not. It was God had entrusted me with a home, and God was. I don't know, testing is the right word, but God was giving me things to see how, if I would be a good steward of the things he's loaned me. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm a good steward of the things he's loaned me, then he will be able to entrust me with even more later. But Mm -hmm. I haven't earned the right to have more later. I need to do well and be content with what I have now. And so for the first 34 years of my life, I was never happy. I was never content. I was never grateful. And in early sobriety, first couple of years, I wanted to be grateful. I knew I logically should be grateful, but I did not feel it. And so I was caught between the feeling and, and the doing. And so to tag on to what you're saying as well is <clears throat> you said steward several times. Yes, I, I believe in the principle of stewardship. <clears throat> and what And what Heather means by that is that like Heather is not mine. God has given Heather to me to watch over her and to be a good man in a covenant relationship with her. 
the job is not mine. The job is given to me right. to show up in a godly way and be a good man and, and do that job. It's and it goes sense. on and on, on with and on money and, on. and everything, right? So if you look at it that way, if, you, if I look at it like, I didn't do any of this. Mm-hmm. I showed up, right? God took care of the rest. If I look at it that way, what also happens with the gratitude is humility. Because that's the way I look at it now is that everything that I have in life is actually on loan to me. It's yep. none of it's mine. Yeah, that's Everything's true. It's all, all mine. <laughs> no, it's all God's. Oh, that's true. Um, but I wasn't ever content. And so if we use like the money scenario, if someone is irresponsible or ungrateful for having $5 in their pocket, they're going to be irresponsible or ungrateful for $5,000 in their yeah. pocket. It's the same character flaw. If I can't manage $10, I'm not going to be able to manage twenty, right. thirty, or 100000 And so in my previous lifestyle, my previous character, my previous choices, God couldn't trust me with much. Yeah. I've proven that I'm not a good steward of it. But when I started to practice disciplines and spiritual principles and trying to say, okay, gratitude is an action. If I'm actually grateful for the food and the dishes, then I will wash the dishes because I'm grateful God gave me food to put on the dishes. Mm-hmm. If I actually clean the house and wash the baseboards or, you know, deep clean the bathrooms, I'm doing it because I'm grateful God has given me a bathroom or a home to even clean in the first place. I don't deserve any of it. Okay. And so... You have to realize, I had to realize that gratitude was an action. If I, you have to act your way into new thinking. People that I sponsor hear me say that all the time. You have to act your way into new thinking. And what we see people constantly doing is trying Trying to to think think their their way way. into new acting. Like I'll do different when I feel different. And it doesn't work that way. I had to act as if I was grateful. And then as I've built the disciplines of treating these things, these things on loan to me, you, our home, the dishes, the floors, whatever. Once I showed God that I was a better steward, what the byproduct ended up being is I began to feel grateful. Truly feel grateful. Okay. I like where you're going with this. Well, uh, don't go anywhere. Come right back. We have a new little segment uh, when we return here at Relevant Recovery Radio. Guess what, kids? It's time for everybody's favorite weekly story time. I want you to gather around the campfire. We're going to listen to Aunt Heather's stories from the trap. Hi. Let's let's hear a story from the trap. This is exciting. Okay. Well, this one time, I'd been living at a, a trap house for a couple weeks, and, you know, sometimes we panhandle, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but you gotta, you gotta spend that money on drugs. Mm. And so there's, there's often not enough money for like food. So one of the tricks we learned at the trap was <laughs> that we called it, we called it little Caesar's dumpster diving. So here's what we did, kids. We learned that if we uh, look up a local little Caesar's and we look at what time that they close for the evening, if you go and you quietly wait near the dumpster, after closing time, they go and they throw all the hot and readies of the day into the dumpster. Um, and so if you wait till they leave, and you make sure, you know, there's no authorities around, you get about 10 to 12 pizzas 
and you get to eat pizza, hot and ready, still warm, still in the box. <laughs> oh, that is so great. Oh, I bet the kids can't wait until next week's great stories for the trap with Aunt Heather. I don't even know where to go from that. <laughs> I don't either. But anyways, that's a true story. Really, really ate pizzas out of the dumpster. Anyways, we're talking about <clears throat> Thanksgiving and gratitude, which that wasn't even planned that that was my trap house story of the week. Yeah. Here's what's crazy. We were just talking about me not having gratitude that I have to wash these dishes. You know, I li- and you were living in a storage unit before you got sober last time. I literally lived in a storage unit, and, yeah. and you know, and I ate, shout out to Pedro. I ate pizzas out of a dumpster, yeah. and and that's true. And it feels like a whole other lifetime ago. And it's just so easy to lose sight of gratitude and to become discontent again. So here's what we found. Here's what we found in the soul keeping class with Pastor Scott is that when we would do this, ask people go up. And it actually, it wasn't introducing. We did different exercises. It was actually me standing in front of you. And for one minute, I tell you everything I'm grateful for. Mm -hmm. And then the next minute, you tell me everything you're grateful for. And people ran out of stuff in two or three times. Here's why. Their focus isn't on that. Their focus is on the big stuff. Or what they don't have. What they want. What they wish they had. The gratitude stuff that I heard is, you know, uh, I got a big bonus last year. Or I got this new car. Got my dream house or whatever. It's not like I'm alive. (laughs) Yeah. Right? How many people do we pass every single day that are living homeless like you did on the street yeah. and they don't have the money to eat? Mm-hmm. And, and I can't like- find gratitude in my planned community with my two story house and a bed and, and air a conditioning and, and a great mattress and, and a refrigerator. Like, like, do you understand? Like, I should be able to go, I should be able to say, you know what? A minute is not near enough. I can't even scratch the surface. And I just think that goes to show like our character flaws as humans that we have, we always have that grass is greener kind of syndrome. It's a lack of grace. It's a lack of understanding of God's grace. It's a lack of and I know this sounds negative when I say it, and I don't mean it in like a self-loathing or self-deprecating way, but truth is, is what really helped me start to become really grateful, really, truly grateful, is to realize that I deserved nothing. To mm. realize that I was entitled to nothing, that for 34 years I was basically a crap human that treated people like crap. Yep. And the fact that God's plan was to arrange some people to help me work some 12 steps and then meet you and get this whole different life where I get to help other people escape the thing that they helped me escape. Ah, it's wait a minute. It's so crazy. Wait a minute. So what you're saying is that in the beginning, you got self-honest and saw you for who you really were. Yeah. Right? Selfish, self-centered, egotistical, arrogant, self-righteous. You see all of this. Yeah. And you go, wait a minute. If God can forgive me for this. Oh, I can extend grace and thanksgiving towards others. like. And if I can see that all of the garbage that I've done, I can be forgiven and loved anyway because then, my family has done that. They've loved me through all my garbage. Then I better be willing to overlook someone else's shortcomings. And I start to be real grateful for everything that I have. Right. Because I realize that it's not of me that I have it. And, and God extends this grace. You've been given this life that you have today for what purpose? For him. His purpose. Not my own. And I always tell people. See, we don't have to worry about money. We don't have to worry about money so that we can have people at our house all the time for sponsorship, discipleship, food and fellowship. I always say this, that 
I, I'm real personally critical. You know that I am. I'm very critical of people. <laughs> no, not in general. I have a point. Oh. I'm critical of people that only work 11 steps and then they won't sponsor others and do 12. I'm mm-hmm. super vocal about that in yeah, my our private life. Um, because Not I'm, in your private life. Everybody knows but, that. But I think, because I think how selfish. This program doesn't exist so, just so you can work 11 steps so you can have a cushion life so that you're good but screw everybody behind you. But yeah. you know the thing is that those and people... And I'm not trying to go into a debate about that right <clears throat> no, now. No, no. Not everybody's cut off for sponsorship or whatever. That... No, no, no. It's not. I'm not going to debate you. What I'm going to say is... Good, because you'd lose. ...is that I don't get upset at those people anymore because they're missing out. They are missing out. I'm just saying I'm not going to sponsor somebody who doesn't my, sponsor somebody. My buddy in James, a sense. James and Magnolia, he says it all the time. It's like we are supposed to help people the way that we were helped, and we are supposed to pay that debt back for the rest of our lives. But the people that don't... They're don't get out. to experience what I get to experience, which is joy, gratitude. Even in moments of storm, even in low spots in life, I get to enjoy joy and gratitude and thankfulness we because... Get to, we get to match calamity with serenity, yeah. as the literature promises. And I've had multiple experiences of that in sobriety now. But I think that it's true. To whom much is given, much is expected. And Was that a Spider-Man reference? Yep. Okay. Uh, yep, exactly. Spot on. And so... I thought it was religious. <laughs> To him, I just give him much as expected. I couldn't be trusted with much. And slowly but surely, I have been a good... I think it was with much power comes much responsibility, but it's the same thing. Sorry. To him, I just give him much as expected. My Spider-Man senses were tingling. (laughs) You're so stupid sometimes. (laughs) Um, But I just think, I encourage uh, our listeners, because you and I have these sort of conversations privately and like with our closest friends a lot, but I think it's such a good idea to challenge our, our listeners um, and this audience that, that God's given us a platform to speak to, yeah. like close your eyes, spend one minute, put a timer on your phone. Can you list things that you're really grateful for? It's a great practice every morning because it gets my heart right for the day because let's face it, life is going to happen. But here's, here's, a, here's the, um, the argumentative side of me. When, okay. I, it, when I was in early sobriety, I would make fun of people that do the stupid gratitude lists things, right? I, st- I still do. I know you still do. That's why I'm bringing this up because I think it's cute. Um, and so on one hand, it's true and you should do it and you should practice gratitude. As How, part of. As part of a spiritual way of life. But, that's right. But what I'm saying is, is there's this idea sometimes in like watered down 12 step world and stuff like that. that Church world as well. Church world. Just make a gratitude list and it's like. Cool. I think the challenge is for like someone who that challenge, the gratitude list, is for someone who's an infant in the spiritual walk just to see if they can make a list. That's the point of it. Can you even think of things to put on the list? Just like in your church group that you were talking about, can they even think of things in one minute to yeah, say, right? Yeah. So I think from a kindergarten, infancy, milk, yeah. that's a good practice. But really, when you're walking a spiritual walk later, what I found is that the lists is like a checkbox that means nothing if I don't have the character to live it out. Yeah. And so I think that... This is what you wanted to get to. This is what I wanted to get to, is the fact that faith or belief or logic in an idea are great, but if my character doesn't walk it out and show that as evident in my life, then my faith and belief means absolutely nothing. Mm, okay. Means absolutely nothing. And so when we look at whether or not I'm grateful for you as my husband... You better be. <laughs> if I am... My character will show 
you and everyone around me that I'm grateful that you're you my husband. You won't have to say it. Your actions will show your it. Your actions will show it. Yeah. The more you have to tell people how grateful you are or how spiritual you are, the more that you probably actually the, lack in that those, area. Yeah, those who want to tell you how much they trust and follow God, you know that they don't because they t- they say it so much, but mm-hmm. their actions say the opposite. Because here's one thing that we help a lot of people get sober and stay sober. and think one of them, We lead a lot of people to God through steps. Right. One very common thing that you and I see and everyone in the 12-step world, I've talked to other people about it, sees, is that it's very common for someone who has crippling addiction issues. Yeah. And they're just getting sober, like they're in detox, or let's yeah. say. And they'll say, oh, well, I'm super spiritual. You don't know my relationship with God. <laughs> we smile at such a Sally. I smile at such a Sally because they don't understand that their faith and belief must be great. They probably do have a lot of faith and belief but they don't have the practical application. It does not live out in their day-to-day character. Otherwise, they wouldn't be drinking or doing drugs or struggling with addiction. God would remove that. Mm. And so I was offended when that was told to me early on because I was one of those people, what can you teach me about God? I grew up in the church. I know everything about God. I don't need this 12-steppers to teach me some, like, coexist crap, right? It seems too too secular. I thought I was superior in my theological knowledge. Yeah. This is all the way up to last week. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, but, I hate to cut you off, uh, but okay. we're going to have to take a quick Fine. Okay. Yeah, quick break. And we're going to be right back here in a minute with Relevant Recovery Radio. Welcome back to <laughs> Relevant Recovery Rail. You're going to get me fired. With your host, Heather and Donnie. <laughs> are you drunk? What are you talking about? All right. Do you have things to say? I do. So what you and I were sort of touching on in the car before we came in. And touching I told on. You, we were arguing in the car on the way here. Um, Don't be lying. I believe it was a civil back and forth. <laughs> we weren't really arguing, but we no, were. We, we disagreed. Have, we do have a disagreement. And, and you, I feel that you just don't have a good understanding. I, that is completely possible. It's just like that whole twofold, threefold argument. In the beginning, <laughs> I just didn't know how to argue with threefold, so I stuck with twofold. <laughs> now, for those of you who don't have any clue, what we're talking about there, don't worry. It's not <laughs> worth the words that came out of my mouth. That's true. Uh, okay, so w- in the car, you said gratitude is an action word. Yeah. And I think that's absolutely a ridiculous statement. Okay. Right. Gratitude is something, an emotion, a feeling, no, something that I get in touch with. It is later. Joy. What? How? The feeling follows the action. Again, <sighs> you have to act away in a new thinking. Okay. So how is gratitude an action? Give me an so, example. Um, another, uh, here's an, I'll give you some um, analogies and parallels okay. to kind of tie all this together. I like analogies and I like parallels. So. Let's say in the recovery world, in the 12-step world, you know that the f- word acceptance is huge. You know, we kind of <sighs> laugh, right, because we know. roll my eyes. Anyways, but I'm not going that route I with it. I used to love old Jody. Jody that died, he, yeah. you know, he'd yell and amends me. He'd yell out, I ain't got to accept nothing. <laughs> yeah. But I got to do what God wants me gotta to do. Got to do what God wants me to do. But I ain't got to accept it. True. And so the reason we're laughing is in the 12-step world, in our 12-step literature, there's a certain page in our literature that says acceptance is the answer. Or 17. Acceptance is the answer to all our problems. And in some fact, of us make fun of it. And it gets taken out of context. And there's just lots of debates about that page. But anyways. If you've ever 
opened your page, your book to 417 and shared on it and opened a meeting with it, I'd like you to take your book out right now and <laughs> hit, hit yourself, yourself. <laughs> right in the face with it. Don't lead meetings on that, please. Uh, um, stick to the first 164. But here's my thing. I wasn't even going that route. I was giving a parallel okay. of the word gratitude in parallel to the word acceptance. Okay. All right. Acceptance, believe it or not, is an action. It's the action of consenting to receive something. So if like you go get me a present and you wrap it up, I haven't accepted it yet until I take it. Mm. When I take it, that's me accepting it. I'm, I'm receiving the gift. I'm choosing. I'm consenting to receive the thing you're trying to give to me. That's acceptance. Okay, but first, okay. first, I can get down with that. Acceptance is an action Second, in gr- that sense. Girl, you're smart. <laughs> so, same thing in like a relationship. If I was in an abusive relationship, which I which I was in the past. That's right. Sometimes currently, but anyway, keep that house clean. <laughs> oh, we probably right. shouldn't make jokes no, like that. No, he's really good to me. Just joke. Um, if I was in an abusive relationship and I choose to stay, then mm-hmm. I'm choosing to accept it. The staying is the acceptance. It's the action. It's the action. Okay. If I choose to not accept that and know that I deserve better and leave, I'm choosing to not accept it, and the action is leaving. Does that okay. make sense? So I, I'm biting down on the synonym roll you have. Synonym roll is rolling. Okay, so acceptance is an action. In the same way, gratitude is an action word. How? If I am grateful for anything, name it. Name a thing I have. Me. <laughs> let's hear how you, let's see, hear you. If I am grateful for you, then my gratitude for you will be evident in my actions. Yesterday, I went and picked up your dry cleaning when for you. When is that going to start? Shh, no, look, follow me here. They're going to think you're being serious. Okay. Yesterday, what I do, I went and picked up your dry cleaning for you because you're very busy now with yeah. new work job and stuff. Yeah. Right? Um, what did you ask me to do? In fact, I was going to head out. I had to head out and do something. You're like, if you have time, you know, don't forget laundry. Otherwise, I'm going to grab the septum. You made sure that I wasn't burdened with no, that. No, no, no. I wasn't, I wasn't trying, and I wasn't trying to hold it over your head that no. I did it. I'm saying. No, no, I get what you're saying. My I'm gratitude you. for you is evident in that action that I took for you to make your life easier. In fact, so my life has gotten quite busy in the last two months, right? Yep. So I've taken on new commitments with the church along with my normal commitments. Hey, hold on. Along with work. And so my life has gotten so busy. And so I now I'm putting down, you're, now I'm. Picking up smelling what, you're what I'm down. stepping in? Yes. Or something like that? I'm picking up what you're putting down in <laughs> and that. And smelling what I'm stepping in. Um, but here's the thing. You've picked up the pace. So normally you and I really do share laundry and dishes and all that. And, and we're lately, really good about that. But lately you've been doing all of that picking up for me. Because, for instance, here's, here's some things. Okay. And I'm not trying to like brag about myself. What I'm you saying is you do a good job. because I am grateful for you and yeah. who you are in my life to me, yeah. I make sure your laundry's done and put up. I make sure the dry cleaning's put up. I heated up the, the meal that you were rushing to eat. Right? I yeah. heated that up. I make sure the dishes are always done. Uh, I grabbed your wedding ring and I'm going to take it to the jeweler to have it clean. Why? While you work a full-time job. Yeah. And, and oh, I went and found your voter registration card so you can go vote today because you didn't know where it was. Republican, y'all, vote and, red. So what I'm vote saying is red. those actions that I just list, listed, yeah. that's me showing my gratitude of who you are that God has loaned me. I'm a good steward of the husband God's loaned me. Yeah. Gratitude is an action. And if I'm grateful, it's going to be evident in my actions. If... I am not grateful. Like you That's going to be evident in my your actions too, and it, you, my actions would come across super self pity, super you. selfish. I'm with you because uh, you don't have to tell me that you are grateful for me or for mm-hmm. our relationship because I do see it in the way that you go the extra mile for me. Yeah. Okay. When are you going to start doing that for me? Oh, I don't know <laughs> if I have time. 
pencil it in. And no, you really do. 2024. I'm just saying you were not understanding my my analogy that that gratitude is absolutely an action. When I come in at night and just grab your feet out from other covers, start rubbing them, is that... That's that's gratitude, living gratitude. So our program says that it's a spiritual program of action. It is not a spiritual program of thoughts. It's not a spiritual program of feelings. It's a spiritual program of doing. Mm. There are things I have to do to open up the spiritual can of worms that I want to live in. I don't know if the can of worms was like and, the right analogy. But, but the thing is that it goes along with other spiritual practices. Sure, it's it not just recovery. It's any religion. Self, it's any spiritual no, way of life. No, no, that's not what I mean. I think that gratitude goes along with um, spiritual, like, honesty, self-honesty. Mm-hmm. Like, if I have a mirror in front of me all the time and I see all of my buffoonery, if mm-hmm. I see all of the things that I do or n- that I don't want to tell others about, things that are not so good, mm-hmm. but I'm honest about that and I'm authentic and transparent about it, then I'm going to be more grateful because I'm going to realize that I'm walking a life of grace today. Yeah. That I don't deserve anything that I have. And this is the way I feel, and you know this. I don't feel like I have earned anything that I have in my life. I have not done anything to earn it. I have not but done anything. But our pride anything. and ego wants to feel like we have, right? Not mine, and not anymore. So, I mean, not maybe not anymore. Maybe but it flares up every it now and does, then, but for the you're most human. part. Yeah. I'm just saying in general, especially when we talk about vocational, corporate, business sort of ideas, it is so easy for someone to feel entitled or to want to— Is this because I told you that they should build a statue for me in the lobby at my work? I think you need a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> I just think I should have a statue dedicated to me at my office because no, I'm so good at what I do. No, it has nothing to do with that. I'm just saying that some people are really hung up on titles. Some people are really yeah. hung up on credentials. Some people are really hung up on salary or a certain amount. Or They oh, think it defines them. They think it defines them. And what that tells me is that they don't let God define them then, that they don't have right. an identity in God because if they did, they wouldn't be searching for the validation in external things. Okay. All right. I don't even know where to go from that. That was like drop the mic statement. <laughs> Whatever. No, no, no. I don't disagree. I, I, how do we wrap this thing up? Because this has been actually, we, you were nervous when we got out of the car. I was like, hey, this is all in your head. You go and I'm going to go with it. I think we've, this has been a pretty good. Yeah, I've talked the whole time. It's been now, great. <laughs> now I understand what you mean by gratitude is an action. Gratitude is an action, whether I choose to live in it or fight against it and go against the grain. So. The, I guess what we want to say to you out there is get self-honest. Yeah. Um, find a spiritual practice that you're okay with. Find something that you're comfortable with. And find something that you can be grateful for. Um, get quiet and look at what you don't deserve, not what you think you do. The, look at yes. all of the good things in your life. Look at the fact that you're not living on the street right now wondering where your next meal is going to come from. Here's what I, where I want to wrap it up. Um, I was, I was doing that already. I know you were, and it was going in a great direction. Okay, great. I'm just going to kind of steer it just a little bit more. You go, girl. Because I am, we're heavy in the recovery world, mm-hmm. we see a lot of people that don't make it and they die. And yeah. in this last few weeks, I've seen a lot of people pass away um, around the time I got sober, that whole crew back there. Fentanyl's killing everybody. And what I'm saying is, on one hand, yeah, you can go to Thanksgiving or go to the holidays and complain about your family and how they're still the same and they've never matured. On the other hand... What about the fact that you're alive and that they're all alive and that we have an opportunity to live and love? So go out there and do some good. Yep. And don't forget, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. Hey, hashtag God, though, y'all. 